We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870, Mike Detail, along with Charlie Long. Uh, we're going to go back to our Oakwood Heart Jewelers talk and text line, and we're going to bring in David Grubb, Dave's uh, uh, big-time contributor, hard in the paint, podcast also pelican scoop and uh dave thanks so much uh for joining us this afternoon uh before i ask you an nba question i'm gonna ask you an nfl one because i know you also cover the saints for in the believe network um what what's your thoughts at the quarterback position I, i think come draft time no matter what you do you have to go out draft a quarterback and i think in this draft class draft one early uh, my thought is with the first-round pick, you go for either a big offensive lineman or a defensive tackle. But in round two, you pick Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. But your thoughts on where you think the Saints should go uh, at the quarterback position. And they got to bring in a veteran. I mean, that, that's obvious. But I think you got to double down here and go after a young quarterback also. Yeah, I mean, I really don't like the veteran free agents that are out there if the Saints are looking for a starter. That's going to, there's no one out there that's going to change the direction of this franchise, you know, immediately. You might get a couple more wins and squeeze those out of somebody, but this, this team's future is not this season. So I agree with you. I think early on, you've got to rebuild this team up the middle. You have a lot of questions on both the offensive defensive line. I think at the quarterback spot, what you're looking for is somebody who is a bit of a, a you know, maybe a little bit more risk, but a higher reward because you're in that position now. You've got to take a chance uh, because there may be a better player next year at that position who becomes available, but depending on the season you have. But I think right now, yeah, what do you have to lose? Because what you have under contract, if you're keeping Andy Dalton, if he comes back and they move Jameis Winston, which they're probably going to do, like you said, they don't have anything in the cupboard. And this is not a team that I think you want to go all in on investing on a quarterback, spending 30, 40 million bucks, take the chance on the younger player and see if they can provide you with maybe a foundation going forward. My thing about it is, if you're going after Derek Carr, it's going to cost you mid-30s. Mid-30s. To be what? To be what? To, to, to how mean, much to, better will you be? I, I think you're at best. You're trying to win. a. That's a move to if you're being very short-sighted and you want to be the best in a bad division. If you're looking at the future of the New Orleans Saints, does a 10-year guy, Derek Carr, who we've seen, we, we know what his ceiling is. We got the resume. You know, at best, he is a mediocre NFL quarterback. At best. He's not even – he hasn't had the upside of, say, a Kirk Cousins even. So, yeah, I think the Saints would be foolish to spend that kind of money when they're in the salary cap position that they're in. 
and the overhaul that they needed just about every level of this team on offense and defense. Dave, this ain't a quick fix. I was talking no. to Charlie about this ain't no quick fix. I'm telling you. Uh, you we talking about we knew this would happen, right? Uh, we knew this eventually would happen. It was coming uh, that uh, chicken's coming home to roost. But I think we're at that point now. This is not a quick fix. And you're in a bad division. And I think that that's fine. I mean, this is what happens for any team. that After you make a 15-year pretty much run of – a very solid play. You, did, you had, you know, you had some seven and nines in there mixed in, um, and a six and ten. But it, overall, a fifteen-year run. Most teams are going to have to go through that transition. Yep. Now, how long do you want to be in that? And I think the problem for for typically, uh, typically in the NFL or in any sports league is you wait too long to realize you're rebuilding. Yep. And that's what the Saints can can fail to do this offseason is wait and still think that they're not in a rebuild. They are in a rebuild. David, hopping over to the hardwood for a second with the Pelicans. They Their first game back from All-Star break in Toronto against the Raptors. The Pels haven't been very good on the road this season, 10-19 record, and they have three more games left in February with two of those games coming on the road in Toronto and then in New York. I think this is a really important stretch for this team but before getting into March. I feel like most of their toughest games remaining are at the start to like mid part of March. So getting a little bit of confidence going before that stretch because – once they hit a stretch where they play like the Spurs and the Rockets and the Hornets, that's when you're you're golden, where you should be picking up all those wins. But getting these wins against these teams that are kind of middle of the pack in the NBA, I think it's really important. It starts tonight in Toronto. What do you see from that matchup? Yeah, I mean, you look at this game tonight, and I think they have to set the tone. They went into the All-Star break on such a bad note. And people talk about, well, you know, they knew the break was coming. They're not a team that can afford to give away any games. You, you, the Pelicans are as close to being in the playoffs as they are to being completely out of it at this point. They're, you know, a, a, a half game from being sixth and a game and a half from being 13th. So when you're in that position, they have to come out tonight, a losing team on the road. This is a team you have to beat because not only is it this, this the, the Pelicans playing these first two on the road, they come home for one game and then they're back on the road for four more. So six out of their first seven coming out of the break are on the road against some tough teams. You're right. It softens in the middle, and it, but it gets tough again late. So the Pelicans have to start strong, and they're going to have to finish strong. And I think tonight uh, Brandon Ingram, more than anybody, has to be the tone setter. David, uh, we saw, man, this flurry of deals, okay, right around before it went to the uh, all-star break. And we understand who Kevin Durant is with Phoenix and, and how that's going to work out. But the intrigue to me is Dallas with Kyrie Irving because I think there's no middle ground here. Either this is going to be a great move or it's going to be a great cluster you-know-what across the board. There's going to be no gray area here. It's either going to be one or the other uh, with that particular move with Kyrie Irving going to Dallas. and Man, it looks great on paper, but how that all fits to me is interesting. And the Lakers got better. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, but w- making these deals. Y- your thoughts on how the West changed with the all these moves that happened right before uh, the All-Star break? I think even with all the moves, because, yeah, Phoenix and Dallas in particular, what they went in all in on was offense. Both of them are very weak defensive teams now. Phoenix gave up its entire defensive core. You lose Mikhail Bridges – an all-defensive type player, you know, you lose 
Cam Johnson. These are guys who, who were big contributors for them when they made the finals. So they're going all in on health and, and being a just being able to outscore people at this point. Same with Dallas because they weren't a great. They're not a great defensive team. Luka Doncic is not going to be a great defender for no. you. Neither is Kyrie Irving. The team to me, the sneaky good team that people really need to pay attention to is the Clippers because the Clippers have been slowly climbing up the standings as the season has gone on. Kawhi Leonard is healthy now. In adding Russell Westbrook, I don't think he helps them as far as raising their ceiling, but he lifts their floor because that means there are fewer minutes that you have to be ball dominant with Paul George and Kawhi. They, have to, they don't have to work as hard with the ball in their hands. I think they're the best defensive team. They have the most experience of the teams at the top of the West right now. There's still questions about Denver. There's still questions to me about uh, Memphis. There's still questions to me about a lot of the teams in the West. Uh, but if they are healthy right now, I think the Clippers really are the team best positioned in the West to go deep into the playoffs. David, looking a little bit at those Western Conference standings, it's still like nothing has changed. It's still super bunched up because no team can really go on that big losing streak or big winning streak to kind of separate from the pack. So from Sacramento at the three spot all the way down to Portland at the 12 spot, it's a four and a half game difference. <laughs> so the, the Pelicans are in a good spot where they have a very easy strength of schedule to close out the season, but 23 games left. How many of those games do you think the Pels need to win to solidify themselves not only in the playoffs but out of the play-in tournament, out in those top six seeds? I think you want to be around 43 to 45 wins. That's the sweet spot. So that means they've got to win, you know, 13, go 13 and 10, 15 um, and 8 down the stretch. The strength of schedule, take that off the table because they haven't played a number of the teams that they're going down to. And I think that you look at that and you look at – you can only look at what the Pelicans have done against those teams. Some of them they've done very well against, but some of them they have not played as well against. Toronto, you know, Toronto has been a team that they've split with over the past few years. This is going to be a tough game tonight. Orlando, they've already lost the game to Orlando. They haven't played the Knicks at all, and the Knicks have gotten much better since the start of the season. So I think that there are some games here that we'll have to see how healthy the opponents are. But really for the Pelicans, it comes down to are they going to defend and can Brandon Ingram, and I mean, quite frankly, because Zion Williamson won't be back probably for another three to four weeks, can Brandon Ingram carry them over the next three weeks to the point that Zion Williamson, when he does return, that they can be making a legitimate push? So, David, you feel Zion will return before playoff time? Because that, that's close. My fingers crossed. That's close. Man, I know about those second hamstring pulls. Man, I've worked with enough doctors on that, yeah. and they'll tell you that second time you pull it, you're going to be out for quite some time. Mike, look, the thing that concerns me about Zion is that all of these have been on his right side. That's right. The right foot, the right ankle, the right knee, the right hamstring. That, to me, going all the way back to high school, it's always been the right side of his body. That that worries me. And like you said, to, to have a setback with the hamstring, now you're worried not just about a strain. Is he going to tear it? And Zion Williamson with a torn hamstring is something that, you know, is just a problem going into next season. So I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think the Pelicans can count on that. 
I'd be playing as if, if Brandon Ingram is going to be the leader of this team for the remaining 23 games. Cause you're right. The amount of time to test it out again and ramp up for that hamstring. Do you want to put him in position where you've got to play him 30 minutes a night, 36 minutes a night to try to win games down the stretch and put that pressure on that hammy. I don't know if you do. David, you did the game the first time, and I watched some of it last night. Uh, we, we got off early at 530 uh, because of LSU basketball, but I saw the Cougars play. My God. Um, man, and I know you did the first game uh, uh, when Tulane played Houston, but to see them – and listen, you can have a bad night and they can get knocked out, but to me, they're the best college basketball team in the country. They've got great guard play and they play defense for 40 minutes. And that's what it takes to win in the NCAA tournament. Can your guards come up and they've got Sasser who can make big shots. Their front court is insanely athletic. They can switch everything and they defend as well as anybody I've seen in quite some time. And we know how good the thing is you, if you watch that two lane team and see how good they've been offensively this season against everybody else. And then the two games against Houston, they've been embarrassed. (laughs) It's, it shows you how good that Houston team is defensively. They make everybody look bad offensively. Charlie, we're not we're talking about it. He's like, man, I can't believe you know the point spread was seventeen. I'd have probably put yeah, coin on looked, I said, big. Charlie, you'd have lost your money. No. You just as soon have rolled down your window, and when you left here on Pardew Street, throw that money out. Because I've seen I'm Houston play you. like Memphis, right? And they've. Granted, they've had some struggles with Memphis in the past couple of years. Memphis, without their best player, they had a huge point spread as well, and that was a close game. And I had also seen Tulane play Memphis, and they looked really good. They won that game. So I'm thinking Tulane's got a good squad, and then, man, Memphis just – or two, uh, my bad, Houston them. just turned it, they, turned they it up a, a separate notch. Week. Smoked them. Houston has something that a lot – I mean, that when when Kevin um, – excuse me. I'm, I'm forgetting his last name now. I don't know why the head coach over at Houston. Um, Samson. Samson. Kevin Kelvin Samson, what he's done, and like he says, our team doesn't change. Like, the players may change, but our style and who we are and our identity doesn't. And he's built that up over the last four years into them being the toughest team. And I think that that part, the mental and physical toughness of that team, you've got to be prepared to take it. And I don't know how many kids, and that's what the, you know, the NCAA has become, yep. is these kids – a lot of kids don't want to get beat up like that, and it's not. I mean, it's not and I'm not saying it in a derogatory way. They will test you physically and mentally for 40 minutes, and a lot of people are not ready for that. David, uh, going back to the NBA, your thoughts on the East and who comes out of that? Uh, I think you know Milwaukee looks good again if if Giannis if the wrist doesn't bother him down the stretch. Uh, I think is a really good team. Certainly Boston. Um, you know, a lot of people like Philly. Uh, your thoughts on, on the East uh, in the NBA? It's the, it seems like it's it, that Boston and, and Milwaukee are the class of the East. I still worry about Philly because, again, we've never seen Philly get past the second round. We've never seen it. So until I see them do that, until I see one iteration of this work, and, it, and same with Doc Rivers, who hasn't been past the second round That's right. since the last time he made the NBA Finals. Like, that's how long it's been for him. So I, don't, I can't put my, my faith in Philly. I've seen Milwaukee do it. I've seen Boston do it. And those two teams feel like they, they won't question themselves in the postseason. And I think in the East, the gap is a lot bigger than it is in the West uh, between the top two and everybody else. Hopping back over to the West, David, I mean, I'm just going to piggyback on what Mike was just asking. 
like it seems like the West is just so, as we were talking about earlier, so condensed. It's almost rife for like upsets. You'll see upsets in the first round of the the Western Conference playoffs. Which teams do you think are really vulnerable at the top? In Memphis, certainly. We've seen them struggle against the top teams in the West all season long. Um, and I think emotionally Memphis is the most volatile team uh, that they can be baited into making bad decisions. Um, you know, this is when you start seeing not having a true veteran who's the leader. You know, and the Memphis doesn't have that. I think with Denver, you always worry, is, is the second score going to show up for, for uh, you know, Nikola uh, Jokic? The rest of it is, you know, I, I think as you look at the, all those other teams, there are major weaknesses for pretty much every team in the West. And I think as we get to the end of this season, teams will literally be positioning themselves, as we've seen in baseball, they will be positioning themselves looking for that matchup in the knockout round. If you're 7 through 10 and you know that's where you are, or if you're 6 and you're looking for these things, you're going to start trying to position yourself because there are matchups for each one of these teams that are more favorable. And if you're the Pelicans – yeah, you want to play Memphis. That's who you want to you, – you know, you'd like to play them or you'd like to match – you don't want to play a team that's going to have active bigs or a really great point guard. So, though, you know, I think teams are going to seek those out. Um, but nobody, nobody in the West – well, nobody in the NBA this year is dom- that dominant or, or looking like um, even last year's Warriors who weren't the most dominant regular season team we've seen. They were third in the West. So I, I just think that they're – yeah – this this could be the closest playoffs we've seen in a very long time in the NBA, and you could see multiple lower seeds win in the first round, which is really rare in pro basketball. David, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Man, I thought about you the other day. We had a, a guest on from Kansas City to talk about the Chiefs, and he said this matter-of-factly. Man, you know, yeah, the Chiefs been in the Super Bowl three out of the last four years. I remember we had a conversation. I w- you had just finished doing a TV show. I was going in to do one. And we're talking about, man, how fans don't understand how hard it is to get there. And my thing is, this dude from Kansas City was like, yeah, we've been there three out of the line. What? My thing is, dude, you need to get a good shaking. Because I'm telling you, uh, now with Mahomes, he may see it again uh, a few more times. But it just is so rare in the NFL to see a team that can do that. And I think it's going to be a while before we see it in New Orleans. I really do. I agree with you. You know, this is, I don't know if they, I certainly don't have a lot of faith right now in the coach. And I'm certain, and there's so many questions about the lineup. The Saints need a franchise player again, and they don't have a franchise player currently. David, thanks so much for joining us, man. Really appreciate it. Always great info, brother. Always a pleasure to talk to you guys. All righty. I'll be back anytime. All righty. David Grubb from Hard in the Paint Podcast, also Pelican Scoop. And we'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.